This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Lunishman is up next, but first... Listen to this other great OPI show. Hey, it's Tony Lozano from Lozano Friends, and Evie Olson has this to tell you. <laughs> um, great Talk Radio isn't dead. <laughs> it just learned how to speak a different language. I'm sorry, language. Tony just Great Talk Radio <laughs> isn't dead. It just uh, moved to a bad place. Don't use any of this. <laughs> Lozano and Friends. Can you please just delete all of this? <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. Yeah, right there. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey. Gobble, gobble. Special Thanksgiving uh, edition of Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. And and uh, You know, I'm I'm yeah. surprised that you're actually here. So let's tell a little story about why we are broadcasting for a Thanksgiving special. Um so we la- we said on last episode that we were going to take the week off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we did. Uh, then we got a nasty call from HR <laughs> at uh, at the Radio Misfits. It said, uh, you've got no more time. Rick has taken 6,700 days over the last two years. So, Well, uh, all right. So maybe that might be true. But over the last year, I haven't taken any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, that's why I said the last two years. So, um so the man's bringing us down, Rick. We got to we got to work. We got to do a show. He did say just do a mini episode. Right, right. So this uh, is a mini he, episode. It's a Thanksgiving special. Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving mini special. Think of it as a Thanksgiving TV dinner. And and what we've done is Dave has uh through our Twitter handle put out there that we are looking for questions and we're going to do listener questions. And thank you for those of you who contributed. We got a uh, mm-hmm. you know a dozen or so questions here. We'll go over those, um, and then uh, we'll go to our homes Leave. and uh, enjoy <laughs> a huge Thanksgiving dinner amongst just our immediate family in our houses. <laughs> right. Uh, we are. We've got a Luminati's pizza. I think we're gonna have. <laughs> you know that when, you know when I was a kid. Well, so when I was in college, you know we would come back to. You know, Chicago yeah. during college, you know, you had a break. And it was just me and my mom because my sister had already moved to Florida. And my, it was, I mean, we've had socially distant Thanksgivings. I, I, this has been our move in the Stern family for 30 <laughs> years, you know. And we would, I'm not kidding, we would pick up a pizza from Gulliver's. Do you know Gulliver's yeah. on Ford yeah. Avenue? <laughs> uh, we would pick up a pizza and had, get it like a salad, and that's it. And it was fantastic. No. Nobody, uh, no fuss, no muss, no fighting, no politics, no nothing. You know? Well, you uh, know my, you know my mom, uh, oh, yeah. and 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 my to my mom, uh, there's there's nothing that is more exciting than entertaining, right? She right. loves it more sure. than anything in the world, and so Thanksgiving is her favorite holiday by far. Um, so we we would have these giant spreads, and you know all these people would come over. I know I just talked to her the other day. She's, you know, it's going to be all by herself this year. It's yeah. it's kind of blows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you got Zoom. Can she do Zoom? No. Are you kidding? Really? Yeah. You just wouldn't be able to do. Um, you know, I was thinking about bad Thanksgivings or Thanksgivings through history that yeah. I've had. Yeah. And I remember, God, 
Lila's 18, and I think Lila was maybe two. So we're talking, well, 16 years ago. Um, so Michelle, the night before Thanksgiving, said that she had a stomach ache. And of course, you know, in my infinite wisdom, told her to suck it up. And you, you know, <laughs> that we've got, we've got people coming over the next day. You better not be sick because I ain't. You know, yeah. I'm not cooking this turkey. <laughs> so she's wallowing all night, saying that's the bad stomach ache. And so finally, she calls her dad, who's a retired doctor, and he says, um, you know, you should probably go to the emergency room. It could be an appendix. Like, what do you know? You've been retired for like nine years. How do you even know what appendix is Medicine has anymore? changed a little bit, old man. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, exactly. So I'm like, all right. So I take the, the kid, the two-year-old kid, and, and my wife who's wallowing with a tummy ache to the emergency room at Northwestern University, and Michelle had ruptured her appendix. Um, but I remember while... Um, you know, you know, have you ever been to Northwestern where they have the curtains between, you know, the yeah, partition sure. of the curtains in the emergency room? And Lila was like, you know, two years old. And I was carrying her for like, you know, an hour and a half. I'm like, finally, I can't carry you anymore. So I put her down and she just immediately bolted underneath the curtain to the, you know, to the, to the partition, you know, under the partition to the next to the uh, stall who, yeah, to the next, to the next patient. Right. And a cop scoops her up, brings her you know, brings her back and I look over his shoulder and there's like chest compressions going on in a gunshot victim. And oh. Lila's just say, hey, how you doing? So <laughs> I was um, going to say, and ever since then, she has hated Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Uh, no, she just can't. She can't stop watching Barney Miller. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, wow. But I do remember. But I do remember from then Thanksgiving, though. So after Michelle. So Rick, my brother-in-law, came to the hospital, picked up Lila, brought her back to their place for Thanksgiving. And then I was all alone at the hospital with Michelle and Michelle was sleeping. And, you know, after it was evident that it was just an appendix and everything was fine, I had like five hours that I didn't have to be anywhere. So I went to the Portillo's across the street, grabbed myself, I don't know, Italian beef and watched football in the lobby of like the hospital. It was awesome. (laughs) It was just fantastic. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. you, you asked me to think of my most memorable uh, Thanksgiving, and, and it has to go, I, this goes back to like when I was in high school, and uh, <clears throat> no, I was in college. My my little brother was in high school, and he came home the night before Thanksgiving and was just completely hammered, right? Like <laughs> Like staggering. You know, he was like, I think he was like 17 years old and he staggered into the backyard and, you know, my mom has a chain link fence in the back and he leaned up against it and just started ralphing all over the place. And I helped him get into the house. He struggled through the back door and we got him in and tucked him into bed. And, you know, it couldn't have been louder. (laughs) You know, My mom has a little tiny house and it, it could not have been louder. We get him into into bed. And the next morning, you know, all the family shows up, and you know, my grandparents and and both sides. Come here. And the word got out that Peter had had been that sick, and so everybody made a huge point of every time they'd pass something. Oh, uh, Peter, would you like the green beans? Smell those. <laughs> oh, you know, and the Brussels sprouts. And he was like gagging, and I was that was without question my favorite Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Thanksgiving to all, or happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Yes. And may this be, uh, you know, it's an odd Thanksgiving, but make the best of it. And 
you know. Don't talk politics. That's that's yes. a tip from Rick and Dave. Yes. All right. So uh, uh, we asked for questions. What are do you have? I've got a bunch here that came to me. Do you have any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got a couple. Um, okay. Here's the first one. This is from Delfina. Uh, okay. She, Delfina did not mention where she's from. Actually, I guess I'm just assuming Delfina is a she, but I don't okay. know. Uh, Delfina asks, why is Dave so fascinated with Nazi stories? Um, I'm a grudge holder, Delfina. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's fair to say, right, Rick? Yeah, I would think uh, so. <laughs> and, and, you know, they, I'm still pissed. Obviously, I'm pissed about the Holocaust, but a little less pissed. I'm upset that Adolf Hitler ruined that little mustache for everybody. I yeah. Think. So, so I think that that really is my obsession is that I was really looking for the little mustache uh, in my later years to draw attention away from my bald head because it would have done that. Yeah. Let's the, the and but I can't use it because Hitler ruined it. So. Um, but it has given that, us the opportunity to uh, create this jingle uh, yep. here. Oh, Did Dave really find another story about Nazis? Another one? I, I will say this about the Nazi stories, uh, Delphina. Um, we have found those are not as funny uh, now that real Nazis are around again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It was all fun and games until the Proud Boys. You might Unless have noticed you're a Proud the- Boy listener. <laughs> You might have noticed we've been doing fewer Nazi stories lately. That might be the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. The Again, time plus tragedy. And when that time starts to go the other direction, it's no longer comedy. Yeah. So I have one here. Um, uh, this is from DJ. It says, my last name is Jenkins. My favorite baseball player was Fergie Jenkins. Why is my name the one that you guys use to rip morons? You know, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, what is the answer to that? Um, I, you know, it's an homage to Lydia Jenkins, who uh, I don't know if you remember this. We did the, her story in the, the beginning. She was the Fort Lauderdale woman who posted a photo of herself taking a bath in the sink of the KFC that she was uh, working at. Um, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I No, I think it's the tribute to Herbert Jenkins. And that was the employee who was suspected, uh, suspected for sending the Take Shelter incoming bond, bombs from North Korea text to all Hawaii residents. Remember that? No. <laughs> uh, that was Herbert Jenkins. I don't remember oh, no, no, that. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's our homage to Deepak Jenkins, uh, the Indian rancher who got his head bitten off by a camel for taunting it with water with a 115-degree day. I made up the name. Deepak Jenkins. Yeah, that was so just kind slightly of but, racist. Uh, but no, Jenkins. We have noticed that Jenkins. There's a lot of stupid Jenkins out there. So and and if Jenkins. you ever watch TV, uh, whenever yeah, there's a commercial, uh, you know, and there's an idiot, and there's you know, it it sounds kind of like this, which is in our jingle. Uh, another jingle. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! And that is, you know, what it sounds like. So there you go. Exactly. Whenever you have an idiot in a commercial, they're Jenkins. All right. What Uh, else you got? uh, I got another one. Um, Here, let me look at this one. Uh... If Rick is such a technical idiot, why does Dave handle technical? Why doesn't Dave handle technical details? 
Rick. What do you think about that? That's a good question. I can answer it for you if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Because uh, although Rick is a technical idiot, Dave is a bigger technical idiot. (laughs) So it's Uh, like... It's like, you know, have you ever heard the whole phrase, the blind leading the blind? Uh, in this case, um, that's what's happening. Uh, I like the phrase, even a blind dog can lick his balls, and I can't. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, uh, I got it, one. Uh, did you have more on that? Uh, no, no, okay. I think we covered that. Um I got, um, oh, hold on, why don't you do another one and I'll look for another okay. one that I have here. Uh, here's, this one is, when you had Dane Placco on the show, you promised that we would hear the moose joke, but you never delivered. Can you please tell us that joke? You know, it's um, true. And we have not, friends not, that are upset good, about it. I'm sorry? I we have friends that are upset that. that we have not told that joke. I'm not a great joke teller. Um you're a better joke teller. You want to tell the moose dick joke? And it's the moose dick joke, not just the moose joke. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we called it that would the, be stupid. I don't think we called it the moose dick joke on the air or on the podcast. I think we just called it the oh. moose joke. Oh, okay. But, um, but now they know it's a moose dick. Now you've given it away. But okay, I can, <laughs> well, no, I can give it a yeah. shot. Okay. All right. You remember back in the uh, in the 50s? There was a there was the game show What's My Line. Oh yeah, yeah, and they, they had yeah congressman or whatever. Yeah, it, the the idea was you'd have these guests on, and the people would try to guess what their job was, and they usually had really weird jobs. And then the last guest, the mystery guest, would be a celebrity, and so everybody would have to put on blindfolds and guess who it was and that became like the most popular part of that show if you remember they would have panelists like arlene francis and sure. bennett surf and or, joyce kilgarten you know that sort of thing and they would sit there and uh ask questions yes no questions and if, if you got the correct answer uh, you'd get to ask another question until you got a no all right well, at the same time that that show was on the air, that became so popular that they did a spinoff of the show, and it was called Guess That Object, which wasn't nearly as popular, but they had a couple, they had a good run, and uh, until this particular show aired, then then it went off the air. Um, so what they would do is they'd bring out an object on a glass plate, right? And all the panelists would be blindfolded and they'd have to guess what what the object was Mm -hmm. and the announcer would say the object is you know whatever it is all right Mm -hmm. this particular day they came out object on the plate and the announcer said the object is a moose dick well as you can imagine the crowd snickered and thought it was funny you know oh my god they're never gonna guess they're never gonna guess this you know pretty funny in the 50s everybody was black and white and they were laughing laughing with their with their evening dresses on in the audience (laughs) (laughs) the first question was by uh arlene francis and and she said she said uh, um remember now she's blindfolded she said uh um can you suck on it well as you might imagine, that got everybody laughing. Uh, you know, can you suck on Tittering. Yes, exactly. And then she said, um, Is it a moose dick? <laughs> 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 
Right. For those of you who, if, for those of you who haven't gotten it yet, you'll get it at about three thirty this afternoon, right? <laughs> you can tell a lot about a person after you tell that joke, and I've told that joke probably a dozen times. Forty percent of people will think it's just stupid and they don't get it, right? Yeah. But, no, actually, actually, probably fifty percent. You get it. You get a kind of. A little awkward laughter, but then you get 50% that just thinks it's hilarious. And those 50% are the ones that I gravitate toward. Those are our people. At the dinner party. And, and I will tell you, I didn't tell it nearly as well as Dane Placco tells it. Um, so one day we'll have him uh, on to tell it uh, himself, uh, yeah. even though you now know the punchline. All uh, right. Hey, I got uh Well, good job. I thought you did great. I got another question here. Okay. Um, this is from Norma in Lavaca. Okay. Um, Lavaca. I think it's Lavaca, Arkansas, actually. Um, did Zach Ward from A Christmas Story ever make good on his threat to kick your asses? Um, no, but Cousin Oliver stole our credit card information. <laughs> he did? <laughs> Wait a minute. You've never told me that before. <laughs> right. Uh, but for those of you, I think we did we play it? We played it last week, didn't we? The, yes. And it's on uh, our, uh, if you go to the Eckhart Express website, it and go to on the studio walls there's a couple of blog features there go go to on the studio walls you can find that particular interview there all right i have one here for you uh and that's mm-hmm. something that i get asked all the time uh mm-hmm. and and so dan sends this in i think the costco jar thing is a big scam prove that you use it all right so here it is here's the costco jar can you hear that? It's a plastic yeah, jar. It's got a bunch of names in it. I, I'm going to guess there's about 100 left. How many episodes are have we done? This is what, 204? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty we much. Uh, did, did we... started with 300 names. Oh. And I've added a few since then. And because, uh, you know, I've met some others since then and I've thrown them in the jar. And there are some names that we've told stories about that I have additional stories about those celebrities that we put back in the jar. So I'm going to guess there's about 120 right. still in there. Uh, and Dan, uh, if you don't think that's evidence, it's more evidence than Rudy Giuliani has. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, here is, um, here is, um, Here's a question that I and that I'm I'm very surprised that anybody even remembers this because this was from the first this is like the first couple innings of our show. Uh, you guys said you were going to interview Meat from Porky's, but never did. What gives? Um, well, you're right. Uh, there's no name. Actually, I have an email address, but I don't want to tell what the email address is. But you're right. We had set up an a, a interview with Tony Ganios, and Tony Ganios was the actor who played Meat on Porky's. Uh, I believe Shakespeare wrote <laughs> yes, Porky. Exactly. He wrote the screenplay. And we reached out to Tony and we said, hey, you know, you want to be on our show? And he's like, hey, yeah, sure. That'd be great, right? And then we sent him, this was about the last time we've ever done this, we sent the questions in advance to him. Right. And he um, he was appalled. Note, note to interviewers, never send the questions in advance. <laughs> yeah, right. Never do it. Uh, but he was appalled because he thought that the questions were so disrespectful. Now- Keep in mind, this is the actor whose whose character's complete character arc was determined by the size of his penis, right? <laughs> Throughout the entire the entire show of Porky's, and he was just appalled at us for being too too disrespectful. Which I'm, 
wearing as a big badge of honor on the lapel right now. Yes, exactly. Uh, I've got one here. Um, it says, uh, it seems like there is no personal details you won't share. Is, th- is there a line? Um, I, I have a line, but I don't think Dave does. Do you have a line, Dave? <laughs> um, here's the problem. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm in my basement right here. And sometimes when we're just, when we do the show together, you know, in pre-COVID times or during COVID, yeah. I forget there's other people listening. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, mean, I just think it's, yeah, it's just a common like, problem. You know, no. uh, with anybody doing a radio show, you're just sitting in a room. Uh, there's no <laughs> audience there. Right. So I just kind of forget. And I yeah. just start telling things, you know, that I would tell my best buddy, Rick. It's, yeah. And and if it, <laughs> if it veers to the line of, uh, you know, too much information, hey, that's just just the problem is that between Dave and I, there is no line. Right. Like there's nothing right. that I can't tell him and there's nothing that he can't tell me. That's the line. Right. I mean, right. we, we both know how much each other weighs. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my line, though, if you want to know the truth, my line is my mother. Right. I know I, I tell little stories about my mother, but I'm not allowed to uh, make fun of her uh, accent. I'm not allowed to mm-hmm. make fun of uh, some of her uh, Norm Crosby German malaprops. Which are so freaking funny. It's, yeah. it, you know, I mean, I could do a, a show just on those, but I'm not allowed to because I did it once and my mother banned me from ever doing it again. Yeah, right. Well, um, well, my mom passed away, what, shoot, I think it's 11 years ago. Um, so I've, I don't have that line. And I just thought of a story when you said the Norm Crosby, uh, uh, you know, uh, malaprops. Yeah, she used to. She used to call Mayor Daly. I may have told this before. Major Daly. <laughs> right. That's it. And until I was like, I don't know, a freshman in high school, I thought <laughs> Mayor Daly was in the army. I mean, yeah. I had. <laughs> wasn't he on Gomer Pyle? Yeah. Well, was it? Was it? Was it Major Daly on uh, I Dream a Genie? Yeah. No, oh, that yeah. was right. Wait yeah, a minute. Was, there was, was, wasn't there? There was no Healy, major, major Healy, major Healy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh. All right, we should take a break. Here's a little thing about who's on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview right now. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, Rick, we talked to perhaps one of the quintessentially fantastic rock photographers, Mick Rock. He is taking pictures of Lou Reed, David Bowie, yes, and many more. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, Opie Shows or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, the fascinating possibilities that could have reimagined checker cabs, plus a very cool VW single cab transporter. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Lou Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production, on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. Hey, I've uh, I've got one more. Or uh, Yeah, I okay. only have one more. Um, why does your jingle say, give us 22 minutes and we'll give you of nothing, nothing of value? But in reality, you usually give upwards of 30 minutes of no value. Um, think of it as a, I don't know, a Groupon, right? Think of, yeah. think of the worthless <laughs> content that we're giving you, that extra eight minutes, as just a stupid, gr- a stupid Groupon. You know, that's kind of a mean-spirited question, I'm going to have to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
yeah, Ruby we're, from Ashford, Texas. We're not friends. Uh, you can't talk to us that way. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. All right. That's it, right? I don't have any more questions. Do you? Oh, I got one more. I got okay. one more. All right. Um, can you please compare and contrast Jeffersonian versus Jackson- Jacksonian democracy? <laughs> I could have used a little bit of a heads up on that one. All right. I'm okay. just going to spitball it here. Yeah. To me, a Jeffersonian democracy is was uh, a movement for more democracy in American government in the first decade of the 19th century, which, you know, it was a movement movement led by Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson Jeffersonian democracy was less radical than the later Jacksonian democracy. For example, where Jacksonian democracy held that the common citizen was the best judge mm-hmm. of measures, Jeffersonian democracy stressed the need for leadership by those of the greatest ability who would be chosen by the people. So, I mean, that's in a, in a nutshell. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. I think you failed to mention the era of good feelings between the two from the late 1820s to the early 1840s. Uh, And the Jacksonian era also referred to as Jacksonian democracy lasted well into and past the 1840 when the two party system only consisted of the democratic party and the Whig party. Uh, and Jackson, as you aptly mentioned, personally believed he was carrying on the Jeffersonian tradition, although his ideals and actions were not completely aligned. Uh, that's true. I guess you yeah. put it this way. The Trump administration was a Jacksonian democracy <laughs> and then the Biden administration will be a Jeffersonian democracy that's the best way to describe well, it well said friend well said and with that i think we should probably give everybody a happy thanksgiving don't yeah you? we should and let's uh let's also thank everybody uh and 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 by the way for thanksgiving this year tell a friend to listen to us on spotify mm-hmm. go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits special thanks to executive producer tony lasana with opishows.com who made us do this show today mm-hmm. opi is hippo backwards opp well t- i h show tony's, tony's yeah. giving us a time and a half oh for fantastic this. yeah uh we're distributed by ed silla who told tony to make us do this show today <laughs> uh with radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and now we will be back next week with another episode of This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we give thanks to everyone and talk about some foods that make you horny. How high are the suicide rates near you? Find out at 11. It's going to be all that and more. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we discuss the sneaky genius of Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Spurs, along with the stellar up-and-coming U.S. men's national team. That's Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Radio Misfits.
I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, you're going shopping. Gifts, gifts, and more gifts. More gifts and more interrupting. Gifts galore <laughs> from the interrupters as Steve and I interrupt each other trying to recommend these great gifts. Wonderful suggestions to give your loved ones as Christmas approaches, and it's never too early to start shopping. No doubt about that, and you know what? A lot of them are under $10. But don't give any of that stuff to me. <laughs> On the next, back to you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.